I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Thursday, October 31st. But first, sports. Good morning, happy Halloween, and oh, last night, it was just one of those nights, you know? I love sports, I do. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't absolutely love sports, obviously, but nights like Wednesday night, those are the nights when there's so much going on, you realize how much fun it can be when you have a great night of sports lined up, and it gets me thinking about people who don't like sports or don't love sports i have i have no idea what those people's lives are like honestly when there are nights like wednesday night when i'm in the middle of watching three or four different games and they all crescendo at the same time in different and exciting and unpredictable ways i quite literally cannot imagine what it would be like to not love sports is there an equivalent feeling that other people get that compares to that i really do Honestly, sincerely hope that there is. I hope everyone gets to have nights like I got to have on Wednesday night, flipping from the the satisfaction of Pascal Siakam taking over in the Raptors game against the Pistons to the exhilaration of Toronto FC, whose just entire underdog run has been really largely ignored. They finish off eliminating the top two teams in the conference with a stunning finish, and then we get flipping again to the tense final innings of literally... Game 7 of the World Series, a down-to-the-wire drama that featured some some larger-than-life performances on the biggest stage. It was truly everything you would ever want in a sports night. One of the special evenings that reminds somebody like me just how lucky I am to do what I do. And what I'm doing is talking about everything that happened. So let's talk about everything that happened. We will start with the Toronto Raptors. They hosted the Detroit Pistons, who were without Blake Griffin. And Reggie Jackson in the lineup, former Raptors head coach Dwayne Casey was the most interesting member of the Pistons in the building prior to tip-off. And he used his pregame media time to completely dispel the idea that there is any beef with him and the Raps. You know, I can't say enough good things. I I can't. It it irks me when I read the narrative that Dwayne is salty. I can't say anything right. Everything I say, I say, okay, we got better every year. Oh, he's salty. Or I say that we developed those guys. Oh, he's salty. No, Dwayne Casey is not salty at all. I'm happy for everybody who's here. I'm happy for the organization. Masai and I talked this summer. Larry Tannenbaum and I, we text back and forth with each other after it's over with, George Cope. So there's no animosity in my heart whatsoever. I can live, I can sleep at night. So there's no saltiness, no pepper, no hot sauce, anything whatsoever. So, See, no beef, no salt, and so on. When the game started, you know what it felt like last night? It, it felt like one of those games last year 
one of the ones when the Raptors went 17-5 and against a team they were load-managing uh, Kawhi Leonard against. Pascal Siakam is a superstar, flat out. He is a superstar. He, people, not just people, I'm talking literally like Bill Simmons was out last night tweeting about how Pascal Siakam is a quiet MVP vote candidate. And it is foolish, and I'm one of the people that felt this way, so I can say this. The concerns coming into the year that an increased ask of his offense workload might be too much. That's foolish to think that now. He had 30 points. He only played three quarters. He was the best player on the floor by a million. Three-pointers, three of six from deep. No problem. 13 of 21 from the floor. That's 61.9% shooting. Five boards, five assists, a pair of steals. And that's just Pascal. That's about to become commonplace. That's the expectation. That's not even mentioning... OG Ananobi. In preseason, anybody who knows anything about the Raptors was talking about OG. How if he made the leap and if he improved, he could be a real problem in the league. And he continues to just be a supersized defensive player on the perimeter. Seven foot three wingspan and using all of it, he was just swallowing these feeble pick and rolls whole and spitting out the bones like a cartoon character. He has been disruptive and active and everything you would ever want from a perimeter player developing on the timeline he is. He added eight boards, a pair of steals, 13 points for OG. And listen, I can go down the list here. I can, I can do the whole team. Kyle Lowry continued vibrating on a mental plane nobody else in the Pistons could comprehend. Norm Powell finally had a good game with 19 points. But the fact of the matter is this. The Raptors are a lot better than the Pistons team that arrived at Scotiabank Arena on Wednesday. And that was not in question at any point during the evening. There was no... Uh, Stanley Johnson revenge game. That was the only thing. He had a DNP, but it was an easy Raptors win. Exactly what you would hope to see, given the disparity in talent between the lineups. The Raptors play again on Saturday night, an Eastern Conference final rematch against the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, that's a good game. The Raptors are 4-1. and one. The Bucks are 2-2. Two and two. They lost to the Celtics last night. There was a bunch of other stuff on the floor in the NBA you should probably know about. Uh, Joel Embiid got into a dust-up, a little bit of a... You know, NBA fight. They didn't really throw punches, but there was tackling and, and grabbing it with Carl uh, Anthony Towns on the T-Wolves. But the whole thing ended with Ben Simmons putting Towns in a headlock on the ground, and he literally tapped out on the hardwood. <laughs> you do not see that ever. Uh, poor Carl Anthony Towns. Suspensions and Instagram posts, the whole nine. Uh, you know what to expect there. You got it all. The Rockets-Wizards ended 159-158. <laughs> not in overtime. Th four quarters. 150. 317 points between them in four quarters. Uh, the Warriors, a lot of trouble here. Oh, this is bad. The Warriors' defensive trouble started out bad. They gave up a 30-1 to run to the Phoenix Suns in the first quarter last night. And then, this is the big thing, Steph Curry reportedly broke his hand. This happened late in the evening. Warriors PR has confirmed it. The Warriors already in deep trouble to start the year. They will now be without their leader. No Steph. No Clay, no KD. The Warriors are in a drastically different spot than they were a year ago. We will see what this means uh, for the entire league, really, going forward, but especially the Warriors. Obviously a major loss. Who knows where they go from here uh, with the players they have on their roster. And that's all a lot of sports already, but that hasn't even mentioned literally Game 7 of a World Series. An unbelievable game. Max Scherzer versus Zach Grinke. Both guys battled. Scherzer, who dealt with an injury and had to skip a start earlier in this series, did not look to be the 100% unflappable best version of himself, but he worked through it. He gutted through five innings. 
after not being able to pitch on Sunday. He gave up seven hits. He walked four, but he stranded nine base runners. He did just enough to keep the ship from sinking. It leaked a little bit. He gave up two runs in the start, and he was good. That's pretty good, but Zach Grinke was much better. He was lights out. He gave up one hit through the first six innings until Anthony Rendon, who has been unbelievable for the entirety of the playoffs, tagged him with a solo shot. That made it 2-1 in the seventh. And then Grinke maybe leaking a little bit himself. He walked the next batter, and A.J. Hinch took him out of the game. Will Harris comes in and immediately gives up the go-ahead home run in the sixth inning. 3-2 Nats. It's Howie Kendrick. He's a million years old. The Nats added another in the eighth. Thanks to Juan Soto, off Roberto Osuna. And two more in the ninth. And Patrick Corbin, who the Nationals signed for six years, $140 million in the offseason. He threw three innings of relief. And Daniel Hudson, yes, the same Daniel Hudson who started the season in Game 1 of 162 by giving up a two-run home run in the 10th inning against the Detroit Tigers while pitching for the Blue Jays, got a three-up, three-down inning in the ninth. And the Washington Nationals win the World Series Unbelievable. They had never won a playoff series before this year. They scored three times in the bottom of the eighth of the wild card game. They were four outs away from being eliminated all the way back then. That's just to get into the divisional round. Then they come all the way to winning the World Series. The Washington Nationals. The Washington effing Nationals. Steven Strasburg is the MVP. The road team wins all seven games of the series. And it's the Washington Nationals. Unbelievable, an awesome champion, a very fun team, and an excellent cap, if I may say so myself, to a baseball season that, well, had way too much focus on what was wrong with the game. It was about what's not fun about watching it and about the way it's played and too many strikeouts and too many home runs and the ball was juiced and nobody's trying and there aren't enough good teams. It was the Washington Nationals, the oldest team in baseball, with one of the league's youngest superstars, a team that signed a big-money free agent pitcher, and they added a big-time reliever at the deadline. And those guys pitched the final four innings of the World Series Game 7. A team that dances, that celebrates, that has fun. They're young. They're old. And I couldn't think of a better champion for the year and a better sign that maybe baseball's not in such bad shape after all. Man, I am I am waxing philosophical this morning. I'm sorry. And, when, you know, when I do this, when I wax... Uh, all philosophic about baseball. One of my favorite people to do that with is Jonah Bierenbaum from the Scores MLB coverage. Jones, on the line now. The literal, actual Washington Nationals are World Series champions. Uh, I'm shocked, frankly, that the Houston Astros are not world champions. Uh, they were not only the prohibitive favorite coming into the series, but unequivocally the most talented team in Major League Baseball this year. They were so overwhelmingly stacked with elite talent. It was ridiculous. And, you know, it, the, the sort of uh, consensus was that they would steamroll through the postseason and very much anticipated to not really struggle against the Nationals, who were a wildcard team, and, and then cut to uh, the Nationals, uh, really on account of their opportunism and the strength of their starting pitching, uh, managed to force seven games and ultimately claim their the World Series title against a far superior opponent despite dropping three straight games at home in the middle of the series. So it was a pretty unbelievable uh, World Series. Now, Steven Strasburg gets the nod as World Series MVP. These things are trivial, we know, but uh, what do you think of the decision? Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, he 
went into Minute Maid Park twice in Game 2 and in Game 6 and willed his team to victory. Uh, it capped, frankly, a sensational historic postseason uh, for Steven Strasburg, who over his uh, six appearances put up a 198 ERA and struck out 47 batters in 36 and a third innings. But, uh, you know, he was absolutely uh, instrumental for them. The only other player I, that I think had a, had a a uh, decent case for World Series MVP would have been Juan Soto, the now 21-year-old superstar on the Nationals who put up an OPS of nearly uh, 1,200 in the World Series, uh, hit three home runs, including a huge go-ahead shot off of Justin Verlander uh, to propel his team to victory in Game 6. But, I mean, Strasburg was absolutely lights out, uh, an absolutely uh, massive driving force for the Nationals' success in this series and uh, a deserving MVP. Oh, God, there's more. Toronto FC, two years ago, they bounced back from losing in the MLS Cup Final to Seattle by putting together one of the best seasons in MLS history, and they got revenge at home with the championship win. At the time, and this was before Kawhi, this was cause for some news in the city and some feel-good celebrations. Everyone was happy about it. After a down year last year, they had to sell off two faces of that championship team. Sebastian Giovinco and Victor Vasquez both shipped out. And to be honest, TFC has faded into the background of the city a little bit. The Raptors star really, really went on the rise. Uh, the Maple Leafs are good again. The Argos even cramped their stadium. And even the Wolfpack has sort of soaked up their uh, underappreciated fringe team hype vibe. And quietly, they put together a mid-table season this year. They qualified for the playoffs, and they have somehow, some way, found their way back to the cup final. The playoff run started with a game where they scored four times in extra time to win 5-1. Then they beat the top seed in the conference on a makeshift city field in New York they had never played on before. And last night in Atlanta, the toughest building in the league, they packed 70,000 fans in there. They win 2-1 with a beauty in the 78th minute. And who waits for them in the cup final? Who could it be? It's the Seattle Sounders. For the third time in four seasons, it's Toronto versus Seattle for the MLS Cup. A rubber match. A two of three falls classic. We will see which of these teams prevails Sunday, November 10th for the third time. Toronto versus Seattle for the MLS Cup. Whew. What a day. I love sports. I really do. Incredible night to be a fan of everything. An incredible morning to be able to talk to you about it and make that my living. I hope you have a great day, as good a day as I am having watching and talking about all this stuff. And the best part about being a sports fan is this. It all starts again tonight. There will be, without a doubt, plenty more to talk about at this time tomorrow. And you can trust that when the time comes, I'll be here to tell you about it. Until then, have yourself an incredible Thursday. Oh, and happy Halloween. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.